Did I get a nice giggle out of that one? It was very funny. (sighs) But, you know, I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. I don't (sighs) think it would be right to do that to you at the beginning of the podcast. I'm just so tired. (laughs) I'm just so tired. (sighs) Oh, man. Well, I have something to tell you, but I want to put a little space between between it and that. Okay, great. So that we don't don't impugn uh, a wonderful listener and friend of the show. Okay. Natalie... Uh-huh. She says hello. Oh. She texted me serendipi- serendipitously uh-huh. uh, out of the blue listening to the, the current after show with some oh. thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, but she says hello. And she says, uh, sorry for, uh, you know, pod chattering us. But I said, that's okay. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I, don't even, I don't even know what really she was referring to. People always say things to me about things I said. Yeah. And I go, I, I don't know what I said about Jeff Koons, but... Sure. Air disasters, I do remember, and apparently yeah, yeah. she's into that. So oh, okay. we were talking, we were talking Smithsonian Channel and air disasters, and she said she's got some wonderful YouTube channels for me, as well as uh, cave spelunking death videos. And I'm a big fan of things like this. I so don't like that. I don't like that. I'm one very bit. excited, mm-hmm. and no. I and I say that because she, in the same breath, offered to uh, come back on the pod if we ever. Oh, great! To do that. I said that would be fun. Although it's you know it's difficult scheduling this thing. Sundays, I, s- I said Sundays. I know Sundays are hard for me though. Uh, well, so you know we gotta doing a guest, getting a guest in the mix would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Somebody else asked for that recently. Oh, it was Ron. I didn't tell you all of Ron's pod feedback, oh, did I? God, no. He's been listening to the show religiously now. Okay, I'm sure he heard the last episode. I'm sure he'll hear this. Mm-hmm. His old habit, you know, used to be he would not listen for a while and then he would go on a road trip or something and, and binge it all. He would crush That's like. like- that's psychotic for anyone. I, no one could listen to this for hours and not make it well, out the other side going, I need to check in somewhere. No, Ron used to listen to us for like 18 hours That's straight. That's not healthy. No, no. But so now he's taken to a different pattern where he actually, he did that at one point uh-huh. and now he listens like week to week. So he's really up on the podcast. Oh he, boy. Was, he was very excited to talk about the podcast, but he feels like we need to have a guest segment every episode. Ain't nobody got time for and that. And I said, nobody's got time for that. That's really hard. He had I barely have too. time for this. Jesus Christ. I can't recall them off the top of my head right now. I'm sure he'll reach out and remind okay. me. But he had specific segments that he would like covered on the show. So, you know, maybe, Ron, if you're listening, hit us up with, with your Howard Stern-ish ideas and we will do them. Is Ron a patron? No, he asked me, "How do I get the after show?" Then he doesn't. Yeah, then he doesn't has no 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 feedback. So that's sorry, true. Ron. You know what? Yeah, he was. Barons fe- have more more clout in this room right now. So sorry. You know what? That's fair enough. Yeah, he he's fiending for the after show, and and when I described to him what know, the means of getting it and how to I pay for no, it, he yeah. said, "No, I'm not paying for it." So, hmm. you know, well. typical. Well, that's what you get. I got some outstanding loans that would like covered over here. So yeah, even you know my two fifty a month. I logged in to see what 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 the damage was going to be. Uh oh, not bad for the Fed federal one, but I apparently owe like nine hundred dollars on the back end of one of them because the interest rate is fifteen percent. Yes, and I went, 
Are you fucking joking? Are you talking about a private loan now? Yeah. Yes. Here's the thing about interest rates. They change over time. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what the interest rate was. Um, because after that little pauserino during the uh, pandemic, they readjusted everything according to contemporary interest rates, which are quite a bit higher. And this includes your federal loans, too. Mine used to be 3 or 4%, and now they're 6 or well, 7%. Well, I looked at how much I paid on that one. I was like, oh, I guess I was paying the federal ones for some stupid reason. Because who cares if you default on those? Whatever. Fuck the government. Yeah. I paid one of them back in total wow. already. Without even knowing it? Oh no! But he, compound interest. Oh, really? Says says LOL JK. Oh no! So, so I've paid five thousand dollars on six thousand dollars worth of loans. Yeah, and then there's still a bunch out. There's still six thousand dollars left yeah, to go. Yeah, that's that's a and I'm like, shitty thing. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, well, that's our consolation prize. This is Bidenomics like, in what, action. What am I what am I what am I doing with this? They're supposed to stop doing that now. As long as you make payments, the, the compounding doesn't happen anymore. Okay. The interest is still charged, but it doesn't compound after a certain amount of time. Everybody needs... Yeah. I, no, I know. I, I know. I was ready to, like, you know, grab a pitchfork and go to town. Uh, you know? I, I, know which, I know how you feel, man. We've been talking about this on after shows for the mm-hmm. regular listeners for, the, you know, the last couple months on and off because the, the clock is a ticking. Bills are due October. And that is very soon. Technically November. Well, yeah, end of October, but yeah. you know, hey, they already started uh, charging the interest again. Yeah, so, I was like, what? You know, got to take care of it. Now. I literally was like, okay, so like, granted, like the big number going down. Yeah, don't know how. Thanks, mom. Thank you, mommy. Yeah, that's probably mommy. Mommy yeah. saving you from debtor's true, prison. True economic <laughs> distress. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just like the one that you know I'm supposed to be responsible for. I'm like, lol, no. Yeah. It's four hundred dollars a month. I know. Ugh. Yeah, well, yeah, here's the thing, you know, they're doing that, like, it, it, all these fucking acronyms are so pathetic, but it's going from, like, the repay plan to the save plan or some, you know, some yeah. bullshit sloganeering. But uh, that doesn't kick in until next summer. Yeah, so can in, I just start gambling instead and hope that one, that'll pay off? <laughs> LOL. Jeez, man, well, open up a Robinhood account. I tried that. It didn't work didn't out Didn't work so out? Well. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so anyway, n- by next summer, hopefully things are a little more better payment mm. amount-wise. Won't really save you from the mountain the, of debt, but the monthly the payments private loan will go is just down. like I don't know what to do with that. You have to pay it. What do I do? You got to start paying it. Can I like refi? No, the you refi- can refinance. Yeah, it, but yes. people look at it and they're like, "Ooh, that's a lot." And I go, "Uh huh." No, you can refinance it and consolidate your. You should do, actually do this. You have enough loans that I think it makes sense for you to get them all get them all down In on one, paper yeah. and then consolidate them at a low interest rate. That's how that yeah. works. That's the reason for doing that. And How then would it be a month though. It'd be like a thousand dollars, and I'm like, oof. Yeah, but the interest is going to crush you way harder than it's a large crushing monthly me payment. So hard, yeah. Yeah, the the monthly payment's not really what you got to be in it for anymore. I because know. if you really want to, you know, not be in financial distress at some point in your life, right? Got to think about those interest rates, and you need. I'm a not getting. Up. I'm not getting any younger. No, me neither, man. It's kind of a problem. It's kind yeah. of a fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah, I have after show content. We should save all this. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we'll talk because I was like, oh. I get my first full big boy paycheck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Oh, no. It's oh, already no. like. Will's making it rain on me. No, 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 no. It's oh. already like accounted for. Like a lot of it is accounted for. And I was like, oh, no fun. All that work for no fun. Well, all that work for no a, fun. You get to have a little bit of fun. What do you mean it's all accounted for? It just disappears into bills and things. 1500 like goes right away to rent. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I really need. I really need that to be just one payment. I can't be paying these two rents. 
Yeah, we've talked about this many Stupid. times. I don't know why you're just lingering on this. I you haven't know. been there in a while. You got to take care of this. I know. I was looking up the the grid, the grid spongy grid floor. You know how Gwen yeah, has that? Yeah, uh-huh. Everyone has that in yeah. their home studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like, you're yeah. either a yoga teacher or a failed artist if you have the spongy floor. Well, <laughs> why not both? Why yeah. not both? I can have my only flans on there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Listen. Only fan brushes. It's a, a nude watercolor painting. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. I'm taking that idea. Don't steal that from me. I'll give you 5%. <laughs> of yours? Yeah. Just for the idea. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that as a... $10 a month? Apparently, mm. so this one girl, like, people pay... 28,000 people pay $10 a month to watch her swim in a one-piece. Yeah, well... And I'm like, hmm. what? There's a lot, a lot of uh, older men out there that haven't discovered Pornhub, apparently, but have discovered OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand OnlyFans at all. It's actually probably not older people. I do think it is like, you know, brainwormed Zoomers that have like really odd connections to society and parasocial connections. And yeah, don't and how I think works. it's yeah. more satisfying for them while they're living in their parents' basement to like, you know, imagine their like Kotaku Japanese girlfriends swimming in a one piece or whatever than to like. Oh, no, it's just a chonky girl from Michigan. Well, yeah, you know, there's. There's Canadians out there that are lonely. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's actually probably younger people. I think older. I think older men are still on the mags, probably magazines. No, they're on the internet pornography by now, probably. It's easier to hide a a tab than it is to hide like printed magazine eh, leaflet things. That's true, but old habits die hard. You gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta sneak off to the woods. Old habits die hard. That's a joke right there. <laughs> They might die, you know, mm. firm. They might die on yeah. Blue Chew. <laughs> Green and Lewis brought to you by Blue Chew. No, there's a, another thing that's an injectable. Ew, what? Why yeah. would you do that? Inject it in your hog? No. Why would someone elect to do that? That's Harvey Weinstein stuff. Well, he was doing injectable hog material. Because that's how you, you know. Oh, jeez. It's for, just instant? Is that why people would do it? pornographies, and if you're an older man in Palm mm. Springs looking for, you know, Well, gosh, you must, you must be crush. really desperate if you're doing that. I mean, I don't, know, I don't have a phobia of needles, but a needle in the Johnson, that's... No sharps down there, please. Yeah, no yeah, sharps no. down there. I, you know, I'm not trying to sound... I don't want... <laughs> I don't want anything like that happening. No. Wow, this episode is, is pretty is raunchy <laughs> from the jump. <laughs> Starting okay. off real rough. That's yeah. fine. I hope you had nothing serious to talk about because the first 10 minutes will undermine that. No, I'm just that. so... Uh, no, I've been like... I did a lot of working out yesterday. Really? And like a lot of cooking and cleaning. So I, was I like, could tell that you cleaned in here. Yeah. I yeah. saw that the corner over there wasn't a hopeless pile of old shoe boxes for the yeah. first time in a long time. And it made me feel I, good. I, I thought, was looking you know, I was looking around and I was like, why am I living in filth? What is going on? And I thought, you know, I'm proud of him. This looks good. I thought you might, you know, I was going to ask you about this as a matter of fact. I thought you might have hired the cleaner because you had discussed no, at no. one time, perhaps. Still, still Pavo until Friday. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps getting a, uh, you know an immigrant woman in here to do the labor of a wife. No, no, no. I, I did, I, you know, I bucked up and did my things. So I just didn't, I mean, I kind of like 
did a cursory bathroom cleaning. I was like, mm. whatever. No, it looks good in here. I'm telling yeah. the truth. I'm not. I cleaned the office because that was just a dump pile. I feel. I felt like I knew that because I didn't look in there really. I mean, I got the fan going, mm-hmm. get some airflow in here, but the vacuum. Oh, there's a bunch of shit that used to be out here that's not here anymore. Well, that's just where I because I start front to back. Cool. Well, I guess that's that is right. the proper yeah, way. Right. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Okay, yeah, fine. So fair that enough. way, all the like cleaning supplies. If I just like <laughs> picked up something else, sure. Because as is my way, I get distracted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I go, "Ooh, shit! Pile of clothes. Got to go put that away." And I'm like, "Oh, the vacuum was plugged in. Oops." Yeah, it was. You know, I thought this too. It was a very Will style clean. I could tell there was distraction going on because I was like, "Oh man, the corner looks so good, but you left the two empty boxes that are literally trash." I just forgot to take them out. Just like kind of hanging out. Yeah. I and I was like, I'm going to tuck. I got to like, I got to like tape them. In. I saw that you tucked I them. I tucked them. So much. I was like, you know, we could just tuck these until Because I get was going to gonna take them downstairs and then I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And then it started raining. I was like, ooh, wet cardboard now. Oh, no. I just had that conversation right before I left. I got a Mondo pile of cardboard right now because wow. I made an Ikea trip last weekend. Oh, God. God. Man, my bookshelf game is top notch. I got my library from Ron. Did I tell you that? Oh. He brought back to me from Ohio. I thought, okay, so I say to my dad, hey, I have like books, six yeah. to eight boxes of books. Just bring the books and my table. I don't really need anything else. And then he gets there, and he's like, what about this? What about this? And it's like all non-essential like art supply stuff. I'm like, no, not, not that. Just the things that yeah. I need. And he goes, okay, so I'm loading up the car. I've got 10 boxes of books, but there was 15 boxes of books, Wow. and I can't fit them all. So I said, Jesus, I th- I did not remember that I had this yeah. many. And then so I got the 10 boxes now, and that, that hence the Ikea trip. And uh, I m- made some more bookshelves in my apartment. It looks fucking fantastic. But, man, it's it took me all weekend to, like, assemble all this shit and wall mount yeah. this stuff. And, you know, I'm giving away some, too. I finally decided I don't need all these. I was having this moment the other day. Well, yesterday while I was cleaning. Because I was like, what am I, what am I doing with all of these? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but then you look at them and then they're like your children and you're like, which one am I going to shoot first? And you're like, I can't shoot one. Then I have to shoot all of them. You know, well, it's very difficult. It is a little bit difficult. I made I made the easy decisions because I feel like whenever you like the fiction, I can probably burn in a pile. But, you know, that's easier said than done. I don't have a ton of that, actually. I have one whole shelf of that. Well, bigger than an Ikea shelf. But anyway, Mm. My thing is, whenever you're organizing, I feel like it's always a three-stage game. Have you ever heard of the 12-12-12 rule? What? I don't precisely do this, but I do think about this. So whenever you're like in the mode of cleaning or organizing, the idea is that you keep 12 things, you give away 12 things, and you throw away 12 things. Hmm. And that's kind of the hierarchy of value, right? And I think it's good when applied to books. I was thinking about it a lot over the weekend. I have a hard time throwing them out. Yeah. But when you really drill down on it, you might not have 12, but you definitely have some. Like, I have some paperbacks that I was like, this is tr- a trashed copy of the Canterbury Tales. You this don't need can it, yeah. go in yeah, the yeah. trash or uh, whatever. A trashed copy of an Arthur C. Clarke book that Trevor loaned me to his detriment at one point. Garbage. Bye. Yeah. You know? Or like, and then you get to the thing of like, okay, there's some that are worth trying to give away. Like, cheap catalogs from Strand. I'm like, these were valuable to me at one point in time. Oh, hey, the Juan Uslay catalog is $5. Remember him? Uh, That was really interesting in 2011. Right. But now it's worth even less than the $3 I paid for it. Right. So why don't we put this one out on the street? Mm -hmm. And then there's ones that I'm like, this is actually a nice book. I would feel very bad throwing it away. Right. I will actually try to give it away because do I really need two George Seurat books? No. No. I think one George Seurat coffee table book is enough. 
yeah, exactly. Do I even really need any? Yeah. You know, so that's you, why, like, for the for the the heavy hitters, it's got to be a rare. Otherwise, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't touch it. Well, here's the thing. I would be curious if you were to go through and sort your collection, what you would find. Because I was, you know, I having just moved, mm-hmm. I'm very much in a. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to purge shit mode right. still mm-hmm. because it's you know space is an issue. And I went through my collection and I was like, man, actually, I have a lot of really cool rare stuff. I have a lot of bangers. I don't really look at it, but I found a lot of really good stuff that yeah. I had forgotten about. And I was like, hmm, I do have a lot of worth keeping. I think actually. this is actually my 401k behind me. Uh, Some of them. If you're trying to retire on, you know, the one quarter of their value you're going to get from a bookstore, sure. Well, no, this is like, you know, in terms of asset class, you know, these. They're not printing more of, like, first editions of things. That's true, but they better be in pretty good condition. Even lightly used, you're cranking a lot of value out of it. They have to be pra- practically wrapped in plastic to be truly worth Right, anything. yeah. But if it's a signed copy of, like, other criteria? Yeah, sure, maybe. But, you know, th- it's the problem with things like this is that you're going to have a hard time securing a buyer. Yes, right, it has yeah. a hypothetical value of $3,000, but how many people are really willing to pay that? This comes mm-hmm. up on Pawn Stars all the oh, time. Right, yeah. You know, the guy's like, you, you know, they that br- one where she had a Fabergé egg and she was like, mm, can I get 20? And they were like, no. Yeah. I don't know if I saw the Fabergé egg episode, but I'm going to the same place. Mm-hmm. Fucking happens all the time. Yeah. They bring in a Fabergé egg, right? And then they like, let me talk to my friend. They bring in their expert from the New- New- uh, Nevada State Museum of Fabergé eggs. And they go, oh, this is like worth $25,000. And the guy goes, I'll give you like 10000 you want to get and they're all pissed today. off, yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, listen, man, you put this up at auction, there's all these fees. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do that and take all those hits for you. So I'm also going to maybe make more, but like, yeah. I'm doing all the hassle. I'm doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. So you could sit there with your books and like list them on eBay all day long, but it might take like five years to yeah, sell yeah. one. You know, I still see copies of Charlene von Heil, that catalog from the ICA. Yeah. I still see copies of that listed for like $1,200 on the internet. For what? Just no one's going to buy that. No. You know? Yes, I get but it. If it's an addition of 500 like or whatever. 1,200 of them. If someone's trying to sell for 12, you could maybe get in there with like three. That's true. If you're real desperate. Yeah. It just depends what it's worth to you. I don't know. Yeah. thing about that is like 300 bucks is not really that much money anymore. I know. You it's know? Really That's the problem. I'd rather keep it. I think when it comes to selling precious things... I have very few precious things, but I have some. Mm-hmm. I think if I can't fetch like five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I don't really want to get rid of it at that point. It's like I can make three hundred bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can go do a side gig or a freelance job or sell something you don't care about right. and make three hundred bucks. I don't need it. What I need is the thing. I'd rather have the thing. I'd rather have yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um. No, I was thinking about that because I was like, oh, if I do move a studio here, I have all, all this little little piddly things that are just like storage problems and i'm like Oop. is it time to do an instagram fire sale just get stuff out out of there just like what's it for like 50 to 100 dollars? that would work and then you just have a grand i mean Maybe. hey good for you no. you think you're gonna sell absolutely 20 not. things no that's crazy yeah um you'll probably sell five things and that's nice last time i sold three yeah so maybe more than that. Who knows? I don't know. That's pretty. That's a pretty low price. That's fire sale prices. Yeah. That's accessible to anybody. People but might pitch in on that. Why not? Like a drawing. You're like, whatever. I don't care. I'm making so much money on this. Here's the thing. It depends on your level of investment. Right. But uh, storage is fun to strategize and do. <sighs> I don't love. No. It's a little annoying, but it's fun. It would involve me giving up a closet. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm. I also have to go through all my clothes. I don't need this many. I don't need this many clothes. Yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. Okay, well, I'm realizing. And then you now. told me you have moths, so now you're a trash I person. One, I, one, I had one moth, and it was largely because I had a cardboard box filled with newspaper. Mm. Oh, that's where the moth spawned mm-hmm. from. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that in the past, like in ancient Greece, they believed that insects just like came from decaying material? Well. They didn't understand how like bugs were born or a lot of animals really. Mm -hmm. Like mammals everybody gets because it's basically the same system. Yeah. But outside of that, they were like, we don't know. We think it's spontaneous generation that like when leaves decay, they turn into worms. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Which if you, you know, if you don't have any like... if you don't take science for granted and you're just like trying to they're common not far sense off, it, they're not you know, that far off. It's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, mm, poor snake plant McGee over there. I'll use a for example. So it decided to fall out of the pot when I was going to give it a shower. Um, so I then, you know, had to repot it and it was very wet. And mm, I had a, disturbing image in my mind of you like naked, like carrying that into the bathtub and like showering with it. No, you just put it in the shower and just hose it down. Okay. It's, yeah, it's not that far off, I guess. Full, okay. You're here uh, by yourself a lot. I don't know what goes on. This is a pants-on household. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh-uh. No, no, you no. You wear no. your chastity belt so you're not tempted by the snake plant. We know what happens when there's too many snakes around. <sighs> Someone gets excited. and It's too pointy. You can't fit it in your mouth. <laughs> um, gag. Um, but I was like... Mm. Like uh, there was decaying plant materials, the point that I'm trying to get at, uh-huh. and then I was like, "Why are that? Why is it so buggy in here?" And then I was like, "Oh, I gotta spray it." Oh, they were spontaneously like, generating in your shower. No, the, in the in the <laughs> in the dirt. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a little spray down. Oh no. Mm-hmm. What for like aphids and shit that mm-hmm. that plant spray? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't have that back in ancient Greece. Absolutely not. No. Could you imagine how nuts it would be if you like? This is a fun thought experiment. Going back with a time machine and giving ancient Greeks like DDT. Or like being, a can of raid and being like, yeah, go to town. Give them something like, it's not like really like existential. It's not going to like threaten their existence, but not exactly knowing how to use it is going to cause a lot of havoc. I think that would be a very A lot of fun. blind people. Way more blind oracles, I'm sure. That's true. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I feel like the oracles were already blind anyways. They're just stone. It's not well. It's not really going to hurt them. Yeah, the the Oracle of Delphi is like high on methane gas from a cave or whatever. Yeah. You spray a little raid in there. Woo! Yeah. Sure. Why not? I think people still do that today, but it's like the Oracle's the hooker in their crawl space or whatever. What is that called? Whippets. <laughs> um, oh, that's that girl who did who was high on duster. Yeah, we've people, talked about this. People before, do right? duster. Yeah, it turns your tongue black. I'm walking on sunshine. I wish my dad was alive. <laughs> um, yeah. Was that Towley? That's based off of a real person. No, I know. Yeah. But yes, it, it, it was Towley. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. oh, man. Speaking of Charlene, she has a show up and I need to go you see You didn't it. go see it. I heard this because no. I hung out with Ulrika also recently. I know. And uh, she rat it. Well, she didn't rat on you. I asked her. I said, hey, Will said he was going to go to the show with you, and it doesn't seem like that happened. She said but she it, had it showing. It was on her fault. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it at the time, and I said, okay, mm-hmm. not happening. I went and had... You didn't want to go on your own? Uh, if I'm given the option to have a full daytime, I'm going to do that thing where 
maybe I go to the gym for like an hour and then maybe I get a Chipotle burrito and eat that for a half hour afterwards and then take a shower, take a little 15 minute nap, Mm. go meet another friend for wine in the daytime. Hmm. Yeah. It's no wonder those student loans are still languishing. Apparently you're using your time to its fullest potential. I'm not trying to side hustle. I'm not. <laughs> I know. I'm not constantly grinding here. Don't on this get day. defensive. I'm not asking you to grind. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, I do want to go see the Charlene von Heil show. Yeah, at I'll some do it point. On Thursday. I don't know. Oh, I have the whole weekend off. That's right. Oh, you have a real weekend. It's the first one in a month. That's nice. Month. It, you know, it seems like there's a lot of good shows up right now, honestly, or at least things that would be interesting. I would. I would stop short of saying good, but there's a big Sam Gilliam show. I want to go to MoMA. Ed Ruscha? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to see that as well. I want to pay for it. Who do we know? I mean, I could go with you, but I can't go this weekend. Um, Ulrika's got the card. She's got museum card. She would go with you. She's in Connecticut. Fuck. That's right. Yeah. Well, if anybody... It'll be up for a while. If anybody out there has a museum card, go with Will or Take let me. him borrow it yeah. or something. <laughs> Take me with you. Cause... You know, he'd probably prefer that you just let him borrow it. It's no shade on anybody. But no, 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 no. Let's be honest. He's trying to get a couple Chipotle burritos in between the museum no, and somewhere else. No, I was going to say, we, no, we can go see an Ed Ruscha, you know, halal guys on me, eat it in Paley Park, discuss. Oh, wow. You know. Damn, I want that too. Maybe Fuck. go on a little trip to Uniqlo and see what's going on. Yeah, you love just wandering the Uniqlo at very high speed and not buying it. Yeah, I think that's your favorite activity. Do you like it because it looks like a John Wick movie? You go in there and there's like LED lights and and mirrors, and it's kind of hard to find your way around. I gotta know what there's the people, a lot of Japanese people. I gotta know what the people are, you know, into. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I like to I like to wander that little strip because I'm like, why the fuck do people like this? Do you think Uniqlo is still doing like Keith Herring and Basquiat they sure collaborations? Are. They yeah. still they're yeah. still riding still that. Is that. that ever gonna fade? I feel like that's no. been around for like 15 years now. Idiot children love it. Yeah. They're like, it's cool, street culture. I mean, it's really just a product of cultural stagnation, in my opinion. You would think it would just move on eventually. No. But I guess, you know, there's only so many dead artists. pop pop art for a reason. Hmm. You know, people love it. Wouldn't it? Never mind. Hmm. I don't know. I I would think they would move on to, like, aging contemporary artists. But I guess, like, Takeshi Murakami already does this. Yeah, but, like, you don't want a Murakami, like, t-shirt because that's LV. That's true. Yeah. I learned the other day. That a skateboarder named Yuto Horigome, who won the gold medal at mm-hmm. the first skateboarding Olympics, is sponsored by Louis Vuitton. He's the only skateboarder I've ever heard of that's sponsored by Louis Vuitton. And I learned this because he wears, uh, you know, the kind of iconic LV belt during contests all the time. And I just thought that was a flex because he's you- rich. And then I learned, no, he gets paid to fucking you- wear that. Let me, let me break something down. <laughs> let me just talk luxury for a moment. So that belt is not leather what it is canvas oh it's shellacked and painted canvas so like the carry-all bag is not leather it is a same thing with goyard they're all canvas that makes sense now that you say that it kind of looks that way yeah it's cheap as sh- like the actual cost to make that belt which costs like 400 dollars something like that is around 40 dollars because the hardware not gold like yeah probably brass. it's all cheap it's plated it's gold plated but it's still plated it's all shit like it's all like it's the t-shirt of luxury yeah that's true so like you know it's the the same thing as like a supreme thing you slap a logo 
charge 80 bucks. Mm. Same guy also sponsored by Supreme. Of course. And Delta Airlines. He's a Delta Delta Diamond Diva? Uh, he is. I was looking into all of his sponsors because it's different for Japanese skateboarders. They have a different level of prominence than American ones. It's so all, they it's have because, like... because like, those brands want in on the... Oh, Asian market. Absolutely, like, well, they do. You know, and they can't the children on there. They yeah. can't play with China anymore, or it's harder now. Mm-hmm. So they they want to. You know, Japan's on the on the rise. I was just talking about this with my coworker today. They're back, baby. Everybody wants Japanese shit, including me. I don't know. All the skateboarders are big. That's basically where this conversation came oh. from. Mm-hmm. But you know, I really do feel like the the cultural fascination with Japan. Pace is opening a Tokyo gallery. I don't know if you saw this. Um. That's very unusual because there's a big pivot away from China. I mean, I'm not trying to make a political point, but I just think it's a reality. Is Shanghai just not generating you dollars in you, the way? Well, that... you can't do anything in, in or near China anymore. It's not really that. I, I think their economy is doing badly also, mm-hmm. but it's also like a political thing. You don't want to invest your money if there's going to if there's even potential for a war, because then your investment is completely lost on enemy turf so hong kong shanghai macau like places that were uh formerly very lucrative frankly because they're fucking british colonies and they weren't chinese Hmm. uh now with the looming threat of tensions are not attractive investments anymore this on top of the covid lockdowns and other structural factors really fucking up the chinese economy uh, there's (laughs) a there's a there's a money drain from there people are exiting Hmm. and they're they're going to japan it's weird because shit's cheap in japan believe it or not the Fabri- yen does not trade well. Fabrication is still very cheap in China. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of industrial stuff is yeah. o- is going to remain that way until the last possible second, because your only real investment over there is the labor. The Chinese Communist Party and their oligarch lackeys own all the like means of production. It's mm-hmm. the people that are cheaper. You can keep that going until yeah. the last minute, and you just pull out your executives, and well, this is the why, laborers like, suffer. That's this all, is that why like, the people are doing the laydown. Yeah, because shit sucks over there. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, it's all. I think a lot of it's run into Japan. I think they're. I think Japan's going to have a resurgence. They're even talking about like admitting immigrants in like real numbers for the first wow. time because their population is so aged, mm. and they're working their young people like so to death. Right. They have like a similar problem to China in this sense. Like young Japanese people are not as motivated, but they still have to work like eighty hours a week <sighs> to keep tradition. What is that? The nine nine six or whatever. Yeah. Oh God. So, you know, they're trying to stop them from killing themselves by being like, fine, we'll let some foreigners in. And, you know, it's probably going to destroy the distinctive quality that's made their country so great over time. That'll make it more touristy, though. Yeah. Which, like, the thing is, like, intra-Asian tourism is really what drives, like, you know, parts of, you know, Futurama Japan. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, But, like, yeah, there's a huge investment from you know brands as far as i can tell on on the japan side yeah because it's like it's westerners especially the british ask me how i know view it as an untapped market you well in a lot of ways it kind of is because japanese kids are also huge sneakerheads. yeah 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 i mean they've always had a nice like commodity interchange with the west in this sense or like style interchange but I do think it's kind of an untapped market in the sense that it's an inward-looking country at the risk of sounding Orientalist. It's like, yeah, it is true. Yeah. Like, they've maintained, like, a, a culture that's not similar to other places 
on purpose for a really long time, but I don't think that's very sustainable for them anymore. Like in a certain sense, it's, it's unfortunate that maybe that's happening, but I know on the art side, part of the reason for like opening things there is that they're relaxing their taxation a little bit to Ooh. allow this kind of investment. in. Ooh, we like that, it's always yeah. been a problem to buy art in Japan. A, a lot of the Asian market that was doing it would send things to the equivalent of free ports there. Like yeah. we have Delaware and there's Switzerland, of uh-huh. course. I don't remember where it is in Asia, but, uh, three in Asia. Probably Hong Kong or Singapore or something like that. Two Probably Singapore. Hon- no, two in Hong Kong. Yeah, but it, once again, Singapore less so, but like Hong Kong not attractive anymore. So it, Japan's not necessarily trying to become like a free haven, but they're yeah. relaxing a bit. Like a soft haven. So it's easier for their rich people to buy stuff. And, right. Yeah. And who, who knows if that'll, if that'll work or not. Hmm. Yeah. The Euro and the... What's it called? What? The euro and the pound. Yen? Oh, the pound. Still feeling real soft. What are you what are you saying? That it's cheaper over there still? Yeah. It's not as cheap as when we went, but it's like a dollar gets you like ninety cents. Yeah. That's almost parody, you know? Yeah, that's not bad. I think it'll probably remain that way for a while. I mean, Europe's kind of dead. London's not gonna ever or the UK is not gonna get out of it anytime soon. No, they're they're fucked. They're fucked for the a Brexit while. They thing have no them. GDP. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing over there? They can't produce anything because it costs too goddamn much. No, and they close their bars at like 7 p.m. I mean, what is anyone supposed Pubs to do? Pubs at 7 p.m. Bars. Well, they have a different idea of what that means, yeah, I know. which is also a cultural problem. I mean, I think, <sighs> you know, instead of starting all these proxy wars like in the Middle East and in Eastern Europe, we should start a proxy war in the U.K., uh, we should leave Ireland alone because they've been oppressed for a while. We should start with an invasion of Scotland and work our way down. This oh, is my no, this, the Scottish will help. This is my problem. You invade, think? Yeah, yeah. They don't like the British. I no, guess. fuck no. Okay, so no maybe, one likes the British. Maybe we start on Prince Edward Island. We start small. Mm, mussels. Wait a minute. No, that's Canada. Mm? I'm talking about yeah. the Isle of Man. Let's go to the Isle of Man. That's Irish. And set is it? A, is it Irish? I think so. I think it's Prots. I don't think there's Catholics on Isle of Man. Mm. Although I'm not sure. All right, fine. We'll start with Wales. Oh, fuck Wales. No one cares about Wales. They think of themselves as a separate country. They aren't. We've had this conversation many times. People from Britain, I'm so sorry. Well, Britain thinks of themselves as a separate country, too. People from that whole place, you're not separate, okay? You're all one family. You're all one thing, and we're going to take you over. You are the Alabama of Europe. You're going to be our Ukraine. We're (laughs) going to come in there. We're going to be like Big Daddy Putin, and we're just going to play nice for a while. And if you don't like that, then... The bombs are going to start dropping. And no. We're going to take you. No. I think that's what we should do. Or we should take Portugal and Spain. They won't even fight for it. I'll let the Portuguese have it. The it's, French it's are going to be a problem. The Germans are going to be a real problem. We know this. You can't do World War Three in reverse. Like, this is not, <laughs> like, it's not, no. Well, no. this is the thing. I think we should start to collaborate with our, our Chinese and Russian partners, and we should do reverse World War Three, oh, where we get in there. Turncoating about? And we just, we got, we... No. We do what should have been done in 1941 or two, and we split up Europe, and we give part of it to Russia. That was always going to happen. Okay. And no. then part of it is ours. No. And that's how we do it. How about n- no? How about no? How about no to that? Just, like, <laughs> let them let them be cheap. You know, like, I, I, I need the Europeans to get knocked down a couple pegs. You know, they're very smug. They are very smug. That's the thing. That's why I want to take it to them. we got to give them what for. No, no, no. But the doughboys are going to come back over there. Yeah, over three hundred pound, you know, Literally. American tourists. Yeah, yeah, this time we're this time we're coming on segways. They're coming. They're <laughs> you coming. Better be ready. They're coming loud. They're coming fat. They're coming. You know, <laughs> in multiples. You know, I. You know, I think that's like the biggest like 
you know, disdain for them is like, or the biggest shame is like, oh God, more Americans can come. Yeah, I don't think they like that much, but what are you going to do about it? What else you got? Yeah, you're just, you're surviving on tourism. I'm sorry. Welcome to New York, baby. Like, come on. Listen, if, you know, if we have to pay all their like defense bills, we get to come over there and we get to be too loud for their liking. If I pay your VAT people. Yeah. Just to get my three jackets a year. That's right. I'm going to come over there and uh, ask for cheese in English. That's right. It's almost fall time. It's almost time for my delicious jacket to come back out. I can't wait. I love that fucking jacket. Do you know how many things are like in my cart that I'm like, (sighs) Papa's trigger finger is like, you know, I kind of forgot about October, not Mm -hmm. the month, the brand. I would like to go and look and see if they have any deals. There's no deals. I can't really afford it. Really at all. I couldn't afford it at the time. That was, that was some interest, (laughs) but Hey, you know, it was wor- it was worth it in the end. I finally my credit card is paid off as of two That's weeks from so now. Nice for you. Yeah, mm. I paid off the Europe trip a long time ago, but I took yeah. a subsequent trip. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, Oopsies, lost yeah. a lot of my cash gambling. So, what else is new? You know, it's either Robin Hood or real Las Vegas. It's like all goes to the same place, same shit, different toilet. Yeah, as far as my money is concerned. Yeah, I'm kind of like, oh, do I have to go to Atlantic City with two hundred dollars in a dream? You know what? That's not that much. That, that'll that'll, that'll last you less time than it takes to drive there. So, True. You know what? You know, though, tables in Atlantic City, I have to imagine, are pretty cheap. It's too depressing there. Why don't you take up sports betting? Why don't you get DraftKings and start betting on the NFL? You that's don't even a, have to know anything about it. That's a blind it. man going, like, I don't know. That's what people do. Who cares? I mean, I'm operationally savvy. I can you, probably figure it out. You'll figure it out, you know? You just learn what a parlay is and, you yeah. know... Start you tripling like a shot money. in the head at a jewelry store. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I met a guy outside my building tonight that I suspect is a mobster. Mm. I'm connecting a lot of dots here, but so I walk out. This is on the way to come here to record the podcast, and this guy in a, like a fisherman's hat, <laughs> like a bucket hat, like that, and like weird pants. I hesitate, like, they were, like, pants tucked into his boots. He, like, speaking of the Germans, he, like, kind of looked like a general, you know what I mean? Hmm. Except he had a fishing bucket hat on, and he had crossed eyes, and he goes, hey, man, how was your summer? And I'm like, excuse me, do I know you? You know, I was, like, a little rude to him at first, because I was trying to go somewhere, and he was like, oh, no, like, how was your summer? And and I softened to him, because he was a nice guy, and I go, like... Oh, uh, fine. You know, I'm Chris. I live right here. He's like, oh, I live down. You know, he gives me his address. He's like, I live right down the street. I know everybody on this block. Blah, 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 blah. My name is Vinny. And I'm like, okay. And he's, you know, I chatted with him for a second. He seemed like a nice enough guy. He's asking me about my car. How's the parking? I'm parked right here. He's just smoking outside of his car. Hanging uh-huh. out. This is a very, like, Italian mob older guy thing to do. Smoke uh-huh. outside of your car and talk to strangers because you haven't gotten it up to go inside and get a reaming from your wife. Mm. Like, that's yeah. the vibe I was getting from him. Yeah, he yeah. was just trying to enjoy his night. And I was like, okay, Vinny, hey, nice to meet you. But the other day, my landlord, who is a, a very nice but very autistic, like, Albanian man, mm. about the same age as this guy, he sounds... He sounds Italian, my landlord, because everybody from Brooklyn that's like a little tan seems Italian. Do you know what I mean? They have the Brooklyn accent. It doesn't matter if you're from the communist Balkans or if you're from Central Africa. You feel the same. Yeah. So he's telling me, I was going to say apropos of nothing, but that's not true. This was all Ron's fault. Him and Ron really got along well. 
We ran into him on the street. Oh, no. And they start talking about how it was better when Giuliani was around and how this is such a better neighborhood than where I used to live, blah, 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 for reasons I won't enumerate. And my landlord starts talking about how there's an Italian guy down the street that uh, back when this neighborhood was rough got shot a bunch of times uh, by the Latino gangs. The Latinos and the Italians used to compete in the border of Ridgewood and, and Bushwick, which makes a lot of sense. You know, he cited some book that I'd never heard of that's, like, one of these, like, ghost-written autobiographies yeah, yeah. of, like, a former mobster. And it's like, okay, man, whatever. But so he's, like, the Italian. He points down the street, same house that this guy pointed to tonight or near, you know. And he goes, that guy, he was sitting in his car, and he got shot a bunch of times by the Mexicans. I don't know if they're Mexicans. That's what he said. That's not me talking that. that yeah. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the pizza shop around the corner. And I said, yeah. He said, that used to be a coffee shop, which is a funny inversion for the way this Weird. story yeah. is going. And he goes, that used to be a coffee shop. And I was working in there as a kid. And this guy came in and we hit him in the basement and he was bleeding out, but he survived. And now he still lives down the street. So I get this story. And then I meet Vinny tonight, who points in the same general direction of the house from the story. And Vinny's kind of a weird guy, old enough to be the guy. And he seems like he might've got shot a bunch of times. He's driving a car that's way too expensive, like a Mercedes SUV, like a 2021 or two. Hmm. I was like, hmm. Although people in New York suspiciously lease nice cars a lot, which were the plates like from Florida. No, the plates were New York plates. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I suspect that he's the former mobster that got shot and he was, you know, he was a nice enough mm. guy to me, but I could also tell he was kind of evaluating me. Oh. Like, who's this guy, who's this guy I don't know right. on my block coming out of this house? Oh. You know, I didn't tell him my last name, but I should have because that wins everybody over immediately. Or they'd be like, mm, I don't know you. I don't know that family. Yeah, they wouldn't you know? know my family. I'm not yeah. Sicilian. That's the thing. Mm. You know, my family talks a big game about, oh, great uncle so-and-so was in the black hand or whatever. I always heard that growing up. Um, have no idea if it's true. You're that, like, eh, maybe. that was the family myth that mm-hmm. somebody got mixed up with the black hand and then had to come to America. Now, I learned mm-hmm. later through all of my World War One research, the black hand is not the mafia. No. The black hand was an anarchist Serbian organization. Oh. They were responsible uh, for the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. So uh, Gavilo Princip, the guy that killed Franz Ferdinand, was in the Black Hand. They were a a nationalist slash anarchist liberation organization in the Balkans, which I don't know how the Black Hand thing got started. I'm sure that at some point in time... this Someone confused Casa Nostra with Black Hand? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, the Italianicity of my family is off the charts. They don't know the difference between Black Hand and mafioso and... Cosa Nostra. You know what Did I'm they saying? they never watch The Godfather? Not no. that I have, but you know. I'm sure they've seen The Godfather a million times, but it's like they've never penetrated the surface of The Godfather. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Godfather never instigated anybody to go on Wikipedia and perhaps find out what any of this was about. Right. Or read a book about it. Mm. It's just like the face value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So somebody, because I, I, I got to imagine, in the early 20th century, when the politics of that day are foremost in everybody's uh-huh. mind. The Black Hand is probably more um, commonly known than it is now, like ISIS or like the Taliban. Yeah. Things that will fade over time as like basically 
nearly insignificant like factions of right. certain politics are very prominent at certain times. So I'm sure at the time that somebody emigrated here, they said something along those lines or didn't even know what it was and just knew just people it, knew yeah, it yeah. and just said it. And then people pick it up and assume that it's Italian because it sounds kind of badass. But turns right. out it's not. It's, it's Serbian. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Grandpa. I hope you know. We know the Serbs can throw down, though. They're just you know. They smoke at the gas pump. Yeah. I think I've said it on the podcast before. Igor, my friend Igor that I grew up with, he had a tremendous amount of pride about smoking and pumping gas. It was very dangerous. That's psychotic but it was a different time the early 2000s nobody ever complained at the bp on uh, broadway and valley view i'm sorry broadview and valley view i saw him do that there many times can you imagine being like the attendant that works in suburban ohio that doesn't stop that from happening you must really you have a death wish you do have a death wish that person wanted the whole society they were near to to just go down Yeah. yeah i mean that was during the time that Zoolander was out. So, like, I don't know, like, why you would do that. I mean, it's not like he was having a gasoline fight. And you better not call Igor gay. That was that was fighting words. You know, Igor is probably, like, on some kind of, like, you know, gay for pay. Only, only flans or... You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I really... I wonder all the time what happened to him. Mm. He was... The thing was, he was all talk, Igor. He actually would get in a fight, though. That's the thing. He was all talk up to a point. Um, but I don't know. He was a relatively nice guy. Hmm. Like a lot of these uh, hardened Eastern Europeans, he he was about the nicest fellow you could imagine unless you got on his bad side. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe he is gay for pay now. Although I don't I don't think so. I don't think the slobs have a, have a reputation for uh, being turncoats in the sexual sense. Are you insane? Am I wrong about this? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, very wrong. There's <laughs> lots of, you know, wrong. you know, have you ever seen memes of like pictures of like, you know, bowl cut looking Eastern Bloc dudes like with a handful of cash in front of them? No. Oh, well, that's gay Twitter. Oh, um, no. Gay no. X. <sighs> yeah, sorry, man. Let's just call it Twitter. It just, let's call spades spades, okay? Hmm. I guess, I guess for you it's XXX, but... You know, you find out if street cleaning is happening, funny memes, you know, who's mad at what today. And then occasionally you're just like, ooh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Occasionally Dude. there's a snake plant. You're like, whoa, 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 we're on the subway right now. We can't be looking at that. And then it's just like, hey, we piled all the all oh, the dicks geez. together. And you're, you're like, get God two damn separate it. accounts, man. Use the Green and Lewis email if you have to. I never check it. We have a Green and Lewis X. Well, well, what I'm saying I don't is use that. you might want to yeah, switch between profiles. That's yeah. the secret. So you don't end up on the subway with a snake plant. I don't check this. Subway uh, subway riding, as you know, is a let's change the subject. I've been finding very zen. I almost don't even like, I'll put the little like headphones in. I won't even listen to a podcast anymore. What, you're not, okay, several people have told me this in recent times that they put their headphones in and listen to nothing yeah and now i think about that when i am on public transportation i'm like three out of ten of these people are just staring yeah why do that because sometimes it, it makes people leave you alone that i get. sometimes it ends too and you're like i'm not getting my phone like if i'm not already wow. like on it i'm like i'm just gonna enjoy sitting 
There is something about the 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 rhythmic clicking and stopping, like a muffled like boom boom. You know, like it's fine. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. And then when the man comes in and goes, "Hello, I am homeless and disabled. I would like you to give me money." And you're like, "I heard this two days ago, my friend." You're not getting me. This is interesting. I think this is going to fade over time because I'll tell you, when I came back from Ohio, I had the same experience. I didn't necessarily not listen to something, but Mm -hmm. I did really enjoy being on the subway and kind of just vibing with that experience and being Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is better than having to drive 30 miles to a place. Or, and just, Maybe it's my afterglow of driving every day. Yeah, and the and the rhythms of people getting on and off. There's a nice rhythm to public transportation that's like uh, predictable and like feels good, but it'll go away soon enough. You'll be like, yeah. this fucking sucks because it does suck. I haven't been. My, I don't know. In the heat, I said, oh no, I hate all of this. But you know, when it's although like I have to brisk say, out, I'm like, mm, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not as bad. Let I don't ride, know. You know, I, I do have to say, I've gotten a little lazy lately because living actually near a subway that's not 20 minutes away uh does make it a lot more attractive to like do things and use it yeah and the one i'm on happens to run like every four minutes like 24 hours a day because mm. it's busy enough to warrant yeah. that so i don't know it, it it has kind of become a more attractive possibility granted it's crowded all the time and i still don't like that well but Hey, when it when it's actually usable, when it feels a little bit European, where you're like, oh, this is like closer to how it should be, and it's not like a pain in the fucking ass. Huh, okay. See, if you leave at the right time, the J is always good. That's the thing. You got to time it though. I never have to time it. I never stand on the. Pla- it's like Paris. I never stand on the platform for longer than four minutes. I usually, yeah, six is the longest I've waited so far. Eh, well, again, just wait. Wait till you have to get home from somewhere at like one o'clock in the morning. Mm. Well, you have car money now, so you'll just take a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The student loans will increase. Yeah, fuck those. By I'll just die. Forty five dollars every day with two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> debt or something. Um, well, that also is a solid plan, by the way. To circle back to that pointlessly at the end of the episode <laughs> is let it, is uh, you you can't you should just make minimum payments and die with the debt. I mean, that's fine. I don't have heirs. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I won't have heirs. Yeah. Greatest gift in the world is being. You know, for being gay is like, mm, well, heirs, mm, mm-hmm. don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Hmm. Anything else interesting in your belt? We got 10 minutes <sighs> here to I go. No, no. I've, uh, I feel like the last week just flew by and I'm like, oh, what happened? Oh, no. Oh, uh, God. No, I know. I had, a, I had a pretty just rote week, to be honest. The week after Labor Day tends to be like that. You know, I don't I think like everyone's kind of like slow ish getting back into the groove. But I guess you don't know this experience because you don't have Labor Day. No. But yeah, I feel like the week after Labor Day, it's kind of a short week and everybody kind of writes it off. Mm -hmm. So it starts like not that intense. And then I don't know, my weekend was whatever. And now I'm like kind of into the fall rhythm here. This this is my short week. This is my four day week. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, huh? Well, yeah. that's kind of nice. It's nice to have it ill-timed with everything else. I you know it's my preference. Just like mm, a little Absolutely. off. With, throw on a weekend off in there. Oh, baby. Um, you know, I, I think it's fine. Um, well, you should go see some art shows so that yeah. you have something to talk about. Yeah, I'll be doing that. I, you know, all the, all the television is, you know, not good. You're not into not 90 Day Fiance UK anymore? I mean, I watched a potato woman and a man with an afro get married. Mm. A Colombian man who they didn't speak any of each other's language. 
There's a new show in my household that I haven't partaken in yet, but it's mm. on in the background while I'm cooking and stuff quite mm-hmm. often called Welcome to Plathville. Excuse me. That's about like I, I'm I g- genuinely don't know what it's actually about. I'm gleaning all of this from like little snippets that I hear. It seems to be some kind of like inbred uh Seventh Day Adventist or maybe like Mormon Ooh. or you know one of these families that has like 12 kids. Ooh. It's kind of a John and Kate plus eight type of situation, but the, that the, didn't end well. The premise is not that it's like, it's not like surrounding just the one family and the couple though. It's like the whole community of these people, and I don't know what religion they are or whatever. But it's you know, it's it's one of these shows that's a little too dark for me. Yeah, like I'm not offended by a lot of things, but I do have this filter where I'm like, that's too dark. I don't like it. Like hmm. my six hundred pound life is another one of these. There's the doctor from that show. Shows on TLC is basically what I mean. Yeah, yeah. the doctor from Six Hundred. Yeah. This lady's like, I think I'm just you know, I, I'm malnourished. I it just I'm bloated. It's all water weight. And this doctor goes, Do you have a mirror? <laughs> Do you think that it's just you know you're malnourished? Tell me how you're malnourished. Wow, that's absolutely sad. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. and this is like. 15 years ago. And I'm wow. Like, well, you, you could couldn't get, get away, away with that you anymore. Could, uh, you can't. People would. try to cancel their doctors over telling them to lose weight now. Oh, yeah. Apparently, we talked about this in the past where you can opt to not be weighed. Yes. That seems not good. I wonder if Monsanto is sponsoring that. Or Nestle or something. Mm. But, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, the doctor's got to savage you. I mean, there's no other way to get to get through to it. But anyway, it does, regardless of the premise, shows on TLC are or just exploitation porn. They're they're yeah. really bad yeah. and dark in a way that's not enjoyable. Like Ew. Netflix has gotten into this territory with like Down for Love and Love on the Spectrum. It's like shows that have a touchy-feely soundtrack so that woke people that are like actually into watching really exploitative things, which by the way is most of them, no. ladies. Um <laughs> Uh, have an excuse to like say, "Oh no, it's like I'm really into their." Th- I'm and supporting it's like, no, it. You're really laughing really. at them because they're awkward. Yeah, and you think it's funny, and that's fine. Um, but I think, don't it's think it's funny, funny in the context of joking about you're it. Finding I entertainment. Don't in really it, yeah. think it's funny to like actually watch it. So, yeah, Netflix has dipped its toe in this water, but they at least try to like, gussy it up and mm-hmm. make it touchy-feely. But TLC is just bottom of the barrel. Like, this is raw. You know, it's like the equivalent of a guy on 4chan watching, like, snuff videos or, like, ISIS executions. It's the same thing for white women. My 600-pound life is like watching a Jordanian pilot get drowned in a cage for them. Well, And, it, and you know what? That's fine. Apparently, white women are just, you know, watching cave deaths. You I, know? Well, you know what? The based ones are. <laughs> Shouts out. NL. You just go, well, I don't think, you know, what's it called? Final Final Island or whatever, <laughs> where it's the 90-day people on their last, last, last trip or whatever the fuck. And that man with no neck is jumping out of a hot tub with his hog out. Ooh. Do they blur it at least? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, thank God. I don't think anyone... Do they blur it comedically to make it look bigger than it is? I didn't spend that much time looking because I was like, oh! Oh, I would have paused that. I would have done a little... It was just on the internet. I only saw it on the internet. Oh, okay. Because the memeing was high. Yeah. I don't know. 
no nothing it, like i feel like it, the whole world is on like the oh we have to restart again because it was like what was that what's that art fair that used to be on the armory piers? now is it the javits center yeah Fuck yeah off. yeah why uh, well they want to play uh they want to play the song and pretend they're hillary clinton or yeah, whatever. what is this drag con what the yeah. fuck are we doing <laughs> put that shit at the pier make people walk a while you know like, no, here's come the thing though nobody cares about the armory show anymore I it's know. all it's like for secondary dealers and like dealers of old masters and stuff it's like completely irrelevant same with independent nobody cares about that anymore Re- real galleries don't do those shows independent still operating yeah i guess it was in like tribeca this year or something it uh, yeah it, yeah it happened at the same time as armory you don't even hear about no them. one. There's so no repost. Uh, okay. I mean, art's reached a new level. If you're not a globe trotting billionaire, you don't get to go to the cool ones. It's just like Formula One Grand Prix. They're just like, you know, we have one in Miami. We have right. one in like Switzerland. It's like we're just going to our vacation spots and shopping. And if you can't afford to do that on the PJ, then What's fuck the point? you, Pearl. Yeah. Go to the Armory show and buy like a Durer etching for 500 bucks. No yeah. one cares. Mm. You know? That's what it's become. That's unfortunate because it has a storied past and a history to it. But whatever. I don't really care. People ask me, like, oh, did you go to the art fair? And I'm like, no. What? Why? Who would do? Yeah, who would do that for fun? Crazy. Someone explained to me, oh, I have tickets for the happy hour on Saturday. I was like, (laughs) ew. I was like, God bless. Godspeed. Wouldn't do it. Couldn't do it. No, that's why I keep all my books on the shelf. That's the way I prefer to look at art. I would rather just look at it in a book, frankly, at this point. <sighs> Although, you know, I'll make an exception for the Ed Ruscha show at MoMA. Although, for some reason, I don't know why this is, I have this sneaking suspicion that I'm just going to be tremendously let down by that. I, I have think f- it's going to be boring. I have a feeling seeing a lot of his work is not going to be that interesting. I mean, I like Lackman Fire. I don't know if it's in there. I'm sure it'll be in there. You sure? Like, that's a good one. and they don't like 100%. It. It'll, it'll be in there. There'll be good ones in there. But I'm not, I don't know. I was going to chalk it up to maturity, but I don't even want to go that far. I'm just not that interested in like pop art anymore. It doesn't, it's not striking me right now as like that interesting. It's like a little too thin. And I'm like, I know it's going to be not only crowded, but it's going to be designed to please crowds. Right. And, and so what? You know, like I think about Ed Ruscha rarely. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll see one around and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Then you see his later work, and it's like, oh, you just made like the text things a million times. In so you found computer edition yeah. of a hundred. Yeah, old man found computer, and then yeah. we just put him to bed. Yeah, and we say this is an injection for the good of your health, and much Sleepy like a time, yeah. Japanese soldier, he dies. Eh, just Thorazine. He's taking a nap. Mm, yeah, well, dirt nap forever. Okay, well, he's dead, right? No, he's very alive. What? He's alive? Yeah. I had no idea he was alive. He's Sorry, He's kind of young. What? Yeah. How young is young? 70? 70, 71? Oh, that, we're calling that young now? JJ's 90, 97 and a half or whatever. Oh, well, you know, the goat's going to live forever, but aside from him, he's like, aside from his divine radiance. Yeah, he's just going into everybody and sucking out all the lifeblood and extending his, you know. Oh, man, he's going to die soon. That sucks. I don't like. We've been saying that, that for five years. That's true. <laughs> we have been saying that for five years, but you know, you know who's going to die first? Who? Frank Stella, who you was think? younger. Yeah. That Fra- would be fascinating. Frank Stella's been chief and cigarist for the better part of seventy years. Yeah, you know that's true. You know, I hope that for I hope that for JJ that he starts to. 
outlive entire generations of people. Like Bryce Martin's already dead. Bryce Martin was much much younger. younger. Bryce Martin did a lot of heroin. Uh yeah, you know. Had a stroke. That doesn't necessarily down. mean much though. Mick Jagger's still out there kicking it. How I don't know. And but... Keith Richards. They, well, because they get the blood of young boys. Jasper Johns does live on a compound too. Did I tell you that I looked up his house on Google Earth? I was able the low road compound through some serious like stalking to God. find his address. I had a I had a you know schizophrenic fantasy that I would like send him a letter and hope to like receive a letter in return because I feel like that's the only way you're going to be able to communicate with him. If you call Ma- Matthew Marks and you're like, hey, I'd like to know Jasper Johns, they're going to be like, fuck off. Why do I feel like I saw his address somewhere? So here's how I found it. I found the name of the road mm-hmm. that it was on in like a very prominent thing. I don't know if it was like a hyper allergic art. It was like something yeah. fairly big. I don't know what. It's low road. It is low road, isn't it? Because how it's do you know stamped that? on every fucking print. Oh, he puts it on the print. Yeah. That's why everybody knows it. Yeah. Okay. So okay. there's only one low road in Connecticut. So that's probably true. But what I ended up doing was searching Low Road, Connecticut, Jasper Johns. Mm-hmm. And after like getting through all the fucking like malicious ads that Google sends course, you and yeah. a couple other pages, I got to the real internet, not the dead one. And I found a local Connecticut newspaper from Sharon, where he's based, yeah, yeah. that was talking about some kind of initiative about rezoning the property around Low Road because when he dies, he's turning his thing into a residency. Oh, um, and the neighbors, because it's a fucking rich Hamptons ish place, are pissed Sharon off. Sharon is not that rich. Well, it, they're pissed off that this is going to be rezoned as like a nonprofit. I don't think it's quite commercial, but it's a different zoning, not residential area. Because they're like, what about all the visitors in in and out? We don't know who these people are. Like, you're building all these <laughs> structures to house yeah. them and stuff, and you have to run all these water lines and blah blah blah. So basically, the neighbors are pissed off about what he's doing, and they don't want it to happen. So it was like a contentious local news article that listed his address, oh, and listed his name with it. And I was like, oh, okay, this all squares up. So anyway, yeah, then I looked up his house on Google Earth, and he really, truly has a combo. It's like just his house and his studio building with the longest driveway on Earth. Yeah. And then there's literally a road that circumscribes the entire property, and there's probably half a mile on all sides of his house before you hit this circumscribing road. Like, hmm. he's literally in the middle of nowhere. And then there's trees all the way around the road, so you could, you can't see up there. I mean, this is fairly typical for connecticut style properties but on a much larger scale i'm like i don't think people can get in and out of there like i guarantee you there's security guards and stuff not guards but like because there's like a little gatehouse at the bottom of the driveway and stuff it's like i'm sure there's somebody that sits there no you don't think so no wow you think you just drive up there and ring the bell you can ring the buzzer. I mean, there then... must be staff. He's not mowing the lawn. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's staff, but yeah. like, you know, that's just typical rich people shit. Mm-hmm. Who's the Ulrika of JJ's house? That's what I want to know. He doesn't have an assistant anymore because they stole all of his prints. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't trust anyone. Maybe his fingernails are getting long and he's pissing in jars like Howard Hughes. We wouldn't know. He gussies himself up if Vanity Fair comes along and wants to shoot like a nice stately picture of him. But other than that, we have no idea what he's up to over there. 
Doesn't he have a golf cart? He must have a golf cart. I think cart. he has a golf cart. I don't cart. even think he... I mean, Martha Stewart has a golf cart, so... Yeah, I Martha think... Martha Stewart also drives a fucking tractor every morning. I mean, my friend, my rich friend Nick growing up had a fucking golf cart. And we used to drive it around his property and shoot bows and arrows out of the back of it. What the so fuck? So if he has that... You're ending with shooting bows <laughs> and arrows out of a golf cart? Yeah, he also had... Way to bury the lead, you bitch. He also had an atlatl, and I wasn't very good at using it, but we would throw that out of the back of the golf cart, too. And then we play twisted metal on PS4. I thought that was. I PS2, thought you said Axel. Axel Otto, like that weird little creature. Oh no no no, Atlatl. Hmm. Is that the title of that? Sure. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that, so it's not going to be. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.